Welcome to Radio B&R, a podcast production of the Baptist and Reflector, the official news journal of the Tennessee Baptist Mission Board. Radio B&R, keeping Tennessee Baptists informed about the issues impacting their lives and churches. Hi, and welcome into this episode of Radio BNR. I'm Chris Turner, your host, and today I have with me William Burton, who is the Tennessee Baptist Mission Board's Ethnic Church Planning Specialist. William travels across the state and works with folks of all kinds of different uh, people groups. And so, William, welcome for this episode of, of Radio BNR. Well, thanks, Chris. Good to be with you today. Well, I just wanted to have you in because, you know, there's just a lot going on with um, ethnic ministry and uh, internationals and immigration is really in the news today. But internationals in Tennessee really isn't something new. Tell us a little bit about what's going on with internationals in Tennessee. Yeah, actually, Tennessee Baptists have been involved in ministry to internationals for uh, almost since the very beginning, especially in the last 40 years. Uh, we have been very intentional in engaging the people groups that live in Tennessee. Uh, we have uh, ethnic churches that have been around for 30 and 40 years in, uh, in our state. So it's nothing new. Uh, now, what is new is the influx of people from so many different nations around the world and the people groups that that represents. Tell, tell me a little bit about the numbers, because the numbers of, numbers of language groups, people groups that are living in Tennessee is staggering. For somebody who grew up in Tennessee, this was mind-blowing. So tell me a little bit about the number of internationals that we have and the different types of people groups that are here. Yeah, it is staggering. I'm like you. I grew up in, in Tennessee. And as I tell people, this isn't our grandparents' Tennessee anymore. No, it's the, not. The, line, the landscape has changed. The demographics have changed. Uh, Chris, currently, uh, uh, unofficially, we would be looking at upwards of a million Wow ethnic peoples that live in Tennessee. And our population in our state is a little over 6 million. So yeah. one-sixth of our state would be uh, people from another country. From basically. another country, another ethnic Another group. background. Now, of that uh, nearly million people, you're looking at about 142, 143 different ethnic groups. Now, that's not a different nations, but that's different ethnic groups. We can have people from one nation a geopolitical area, but they are from different ethnic groups. For example, Mexico, are, there are lots and lots of people from Mexico that would identify themselves to a particular indigenous people group of, of Mexico. They're Mexican nationals, but their yeah. ethnicity is different. Yeah. It's not like Native Americans here in the United well, States. Well, and, and same with some of the Arabic countries that we have seen people here with Kurds actually being from that northern Iraq area, but you know this being having a large a Kurdish population here in the Nashville area. But there are other ethnic people that would not necessarily identify themselves with a geopolitical type of, of grouping as being Iraqi or something like that. They're actually an ethnic group within that country. Exactly, so, exactly. So I think I read a couple of years ago like 112 different ethnic groups or different languages spoken in the Davidson County school system alone here in Nashville. So you can just imagine how that spreads across, across the, the state. state we're, yeah. we're at about 135 uh, different languages or ethnic peoples in, in our school system. Yeah. Well, tell us a little bit about 
church planning and the, what you're seeing across the state? Because I think probably a lot of people have seen a Hispanic church someplace in Tennessee because the Hispanic church has really taken some root here and we're seeing that. So give us a little bit of an idea about the, um, uh, the, the way that the Hispanic church has grown here and that being a primary group that you work with. But also, there's also some growth among Arabic peoples and some others that we have. So what are you seeing as you travel? Yeah, one of the exciting things among our Hispanic churches is the multiplication that's occurring. Uh, They themselves are planting churches. They're multiplying. They are engaging their community and not relying on external resources or Anglo churches to take the initiative. Why is that? Because we as Tennessee Baptists, I believe, uh, historically, have been very intentional in promoting and encouraging missions in our Hispanic churches that were early on established. And so they have just picked up that heritage of being Great Commission Christians and taking uh, to heart their responsibility in reaching their Jerusalem uh, for Christ. And so that, to me, is just so exciting because they are first-generation Christians but they are carrying on the heritage of Southern Baptists and our missional uh, DNA that we have. What, what, as far as numbers, how, how many Hispanic churches do you see affiliated with the Tennessee Baptist Convention? And, and what kind of, is that a million people? Is that 500,000? Give us an idea of how rooted that church is within our state convention. Well, uh, interesting, we had... Um, uh, this this past year, I recognized churches, our Hispanic churches and other ethnic churches that were baptizing some of our leading baptism, baptizing churches. Uh, a couple of years ago, we had a church, a Hispanic church that baptized over 70 people. Wow. We had uh, a church uh, this year in um, West Tennessee that was involved in planting nine Hispanic churches in in their and, community, and I've been I've been with you on a Sunday afternoon when your phone starts blowing up from uh, Hispanic churches across the state texting you pictures of baptisms Baptist. from that morning. Every every week, it's so it's, it's so exciting for me uh, to start getting those pictures coming in and people calling me and telling me what's been going on because the Lord's at work. You know, right now, Chris, we have uh, close to two hundred. Hispanic congregations, Baptist congregations in the state of Tennessee. It is the largest evangelical uh, denominational group in Tennessee among Hispanics. Wow. Yeah. Um, I, I've, I've, actually, I've been doing some research uh, with other evangelical groups in the state, and we're, we're head and shoulders above That's anybody awesome. else, which is pretty exciting. That's awesome. Um, uh, as far as the number of members, um, I, I'd be hard to pressed to give you a number on that but it is uh, a significant amount now we do have going on here in uh, south nashville over in the nolensville area and kind of between nolensville and in downtown nashville there's an arabic congregation that meets there's some others but tell us a little bit about what's happening in the arabic church here in middle tennessee but there may be some other things going on as well yeah, just this uh, this past year, we've had three new Arabic congregations wow. that have affiliated with the Tennessee Baptist Convention, and uh, these are churches that uh, are being planted uh, largely by the other Arabic Baptist Church in the, in the area. Yeah, uh, we have one that meets at Tusculum Hills Baptist Church. Pastor Nathan Awad is the pastor there. Fine evangelistic soul-winning pastor from Egypt. He was, he was just, uh, he will be ordained March the 1st, and I 
participated in his ordination council. Awesome. He's the second uh, Arabic Baptist pastor to be ordained in the last 12 months in, in yeah. Tennessee, which is just historical. I mean, this is of historical proportions. And if you can just think about that demographic and that small group of people, relatively speaking, to the, to the size of our state, uh, one pastor is like a hundred Anglo pastors, yeah. or maybe even a thousand. Yeah. It's just amazing what God's doing. And, and Arabic or Muslims are coming to know Christ on a weekly basis through, through our ministry. Uh, this, the Arabic Baptist Church in Murfreesboro is uh, planting a 151 church in an apartment complex in, in Smyrna. Yeah. And um, it's uh, with the intent of planting a church there in that uh, apartment complex. They meet in a in a in someone's living room. Yeah. But they're seeing Muslims, men and women, coming to know Christ. So it really is an opportunity, especially for those Muslim believers that that are really very likely to connect with fellow uh, people of their their people group of their ethnic ethnicity to share the gospel with them. And they're seeing a harvest of people come uh, from, from a Muslim background. Yeah. And so, I, I, you know, I know there's a big, there's all the political issues around it, but and I want to avoid those because it really is irrelevant to what it is that you're trying to do in, in evangelizing and seeing churches planted and people come to Christ. Tell us uh, a little bit, though, about um, what the opportunity is for a Christian in this age of, immigration that nobody really seems to have a handle on what to do with that what is the christian to do yeah immigration is the four-letter word right now yes, it, it really is but um you know if you look historically if you look scripturally in, in the old testament immigration has always existed yeah. uh, people have always and any time there has been a a movement of God has always been preceded by a migration of people. If you mm -hmm. look at the children of Israel, they moved out of Egypt. God began, they moved into the promised land, but they had to migrate. Yeah. You know, uh, the Jewish people have been a, a traditionally, historically, a nomadic group of people that have migrated from other areas. And scripture is very, very clear that we're to be kind to the stranger, the foreigner, the mm -hmm. immigrant that's among us. As, as believers, we're taught to do that. And so I would say to uh, people that are listening today, uh, our job as Christians, uh, it, it's not immigration. Yeah. That, the government needs to take care of that. Right. That's, that's their job. Our job is salvation. I'm right. not interested in immigration, but we are interested in salvation. Right. And so we have great opportunities to, to engage people who perhaps have never met a Christian now think about this. You have people that live here in Tennessee from Saudi Arabia and other places where it is illegal for mm -hmm. them to openly profess their faith in Christ. Here's your opportunity to be the face of Christ for them, to be the hands and feet of Jesus for them. Well, you know, you mentioned that we have the cooperative program video from a couple of years ago down at the University of Memphis where the BCM, our Baptist Collegiate Ministry, uh, reached out to some internationals and some from some of those Muslim countries that you're talking about that are extremely close, where Christianity is punishable by death if you convert. And that young man came to Christ and is still uh, walking in faith. So it's an unprecedented opportunity to meet people here on a neutral ground where they might be more open mm -hmm. to hearing a word and, and at least a dialogue. It's not that they're opposed to Christianity. 
It's that uh, from my experience, and I know from your experience, people are willing to have those conversations. They're curious, and they want to know. So the opportunities are there. You know, Chris, in the Quran, there are 99 different descriptions for God. But none of them is love. Mm. Mm. None of them is love. Mm. And this is our opportunity to give the face of Christ yeah, and to absolutely. be the love of Christ for them. So I would say to you to be a good neighbor. Yeah. Be a good neighbor. Well, we, we want to uh, help churches as well with what we're doing. Uh, what are some ways? I know that there are a lot of people that, that are in our churches, and we have some great, great commission churches that see uh, the opportunity to go overseas and to reach. We are having people come here. A lot of times, I believe that one of the things that churches struggle with is it's not that they don't want to reach out to their international neighbors and friends. They don't know, they don't how. know how. Where do they start? So what is something that you would tell a church uh, of, of where they might be able to start to build a bridge to, to begin a ministry like that? Well, the first thing I would say, don't try to reinvent the wheel. If there is a... Uh, uh, ministry that already exists in in your community in your area if there's an Arabic language church in your city partner with that church to do to reach uh, help them reach their community if there's not find some of the felt needs that may exist in your community that you your church can can feel fulfill that need that void of uh, maybe it's a, a human need, it's a resource that they need. It could be uh, orientation for medical, for housing, for job opportunities, things like that. Be a resource center for them. And they're going to ask, why are you doing, um, uh, why are you doing this? And the reason is because uh, we love, we want to show you the love of Christ. We're being a good neighbor. Mm -hmm. Jesus said to love your neighbor as yourself. Mm -hmm. Put yourself in the position where if you were living in a, in a foreign land and having particular needs in your life, we sure would be welcome to have someone that knows, knows the lay of the land yeah. that would be willing to come and walk along beside of you. You know, if, if you have more questions about how you can be involved, how your church can be involved in engaging the people groups, not just Arabs, not just uh, uh, Hispanics, but other people groups in your community, please feel free to call me. Uh, I'm, my cell phone number is area code 423-231-6113. Uh, call me. I'll be happy to talk with you about that. My email is wburton at tnbaptist.org. Shoot me an email. Uh, I'd love to talk with you. Let's explore the opportunities. Find out what the demographics are in your community, and let's see how we can uh, reach people for Christ. Well, and one of the other things as you were talking about that, uh, one of the ways it's great to connect as we close this episode out when we did the Golden Offering for Tennessee Missions video over at the Arab American Friendship Center and the ladies there, a lot of them from northern Iraq and other Arab countries, brought that food. Mm -hmm. And so we Baptists love to eat. That's right. And so if you can just get an invite to, to somebody's house who makes Mediterranean or Arabic food, you won't regret That's that opportunity. Right. You know, Arabics are friendly. They're they, very they friendly, want yes. to, They want to converse with you. Yeah. They'll try their best. And, and they want to learn about us and our culture and uh, you know, inviting them into our homes as well. So really, bottom line, it sounds like 
What we need to allow is the love of God to rule and reign in our lives and dispel the fear that we might have with internationals coming and see it as a great commission opportunity, not necessarily to go there, but the Lord is bringing the nations here, and maybe there's a reason for that. That's right. God's made foreign missions home missions for us. Great. Thanks, William, for being with us today. Thank you, Chris. Great to be with you. Thank you for listening to Radio B&R a podcast production of The Baptist and Reflector, the official news journal of the Tennessee Baptist's Mission Board. This and other episodes can be downloaded at baptistandreflector.org forward slash radio BR. The ministries of the Tennessee Baptist Mission Board are supported through the cooperative program and gifts received through the Golden Offering for Tennessee Missions. For more information, visit tnbaptist.org.